0: The military-industrial complex doesn't care about us. We need to stop sending our children to war and dying for the bankers and elites. The medical-industrial complex does not care about us. They need us sick and weak, so we can be patients for life. Stop taking their poison. The education system is merely an indoctrination program designed to supply the elites with obedient workers and turn over as much profit as possible at our expense. Let's turn off the television, put down the phone, Let's take our country back. Thanks for being one of us. You are listening to the Conspiracy Soldiers Podcast.
1: All right, ladies and germs, welcome back to the show. What's up, uh, Julio?
2: What's up, man? Good seeing you, Fox.
1: Uh, I'm just brokenhearted over the Browns, man. They They lost again. Of the same old Cleveland Browns.
2: You and your achy, breaky heart.
1: Same old Cleveland Browns. There's a black cloud over Cleveland. <laughs> I,
2: I've, I have a lot of friends that actually follow the Cleveland Browns, and, yeah, they're all bummed out today. Like, I can see it in their post. I can see how, like, they're already in bed. They're like, fuck life. It's not even worth it. <laughs> and I'm like... Yeah. How do you get that that involved into something that you don't even participate in? Like, are you on the payroll of the Cleveland Browns for you to give a damn that much?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm actually from Cleveland, so. I mean, I think it does help, like, boost the economy and shit. Like, when teams make it to the championship and stuff. You know, because people come to town, but it ain't that big of a deal, but. When you watch them get their ass kicked for all those fucking years, and then they make it to the playoffs, it just kind of makes it seem like a special year, I guess. But again, it's just the same old Browns. So, yeah. Did you see that? Uh, you see that the lady in Spain got uh elected to parliament
2: uh the lady with down syndrome yeah
1: yeah what do you think about that
3: <laughs>
2: well i don't know i think i need to be a little bit more sensitive about um some of the comments i make at least i've been told about this i actually got told about this so i'm kind of being more mindful um I don't know. I mean, I don't think people with Down syndrome should be in a political position. We already have norm quote. I don't even know what the right word is. I'm sorry. I'm being so damn insensitive. Um, But like, I don't think we don't even have normal people that can fucking do politics.
1: I think I think if she replaced Biden. I think she it'll be an, a, it'll be an improvement,
2: I agree on that one. I agree on that one, but yeah that that was interesting i I don't know I really don't know I don't know you know they did try to push these like agendas you know the uh what is that called about now about being all inclusive like the airline industry there was like an airline that you know has like it's more concerned about people. Being themselves being you know able to dress the way they want and they lost like the airplane lost uh one of its doors or something i think it. Was oh yeah airlines.
1: yeah uh, that <laughs> was yeah, I, it was i think it was alaskan airlines or at least it was something like that
2: yeah, yeah the fucking
1: it, door blew off
2: <laughs> you know, i don't know i mean i wh- how would we feel if um Does that only happen to people with uh, you know, I don't know, man. I I really don't want to be insensitive to anybody.
1: Well let me (laughs) just just let me put it in perspective, all right? All right. Let's say okay, we were talking about football. Let's say your favorite basketball team hired a couple of midgets just to be included so they could be included. Well, how do you think that How do you think that would fare? (laughs) A couple of midgets playing against seven-foot-tall motherfuckers.
2: Yeah, Mark Cuban, actually, um, he supports, you know, like this, uh, what's it called, Uh, the agenda that they're pushing, DEI? like DEI. About being able, you know, like, I don't know, I'll look it up, but it's about inclusivity. But somebody asked him, I think it was Elon Musk, actually, he said, all right, Mark. So when is when are the when are the Mavericks, you know, the basketball team that he owns or whatever they're called? Yeah. Uh, when are they going to hire a middle-aged Asian woman who's five feet tall to play on the team? Right. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, why are we going to put somebody that's underqualified uh, to fly a plane? Why are we going to put somebody underqualified to lead a nation or be in a political? place I don't know it doesn't make any sense to me same thing with affirmative action you know like don't don't put people in position just because of the color or the race put the best person that can fit that role in that role Fuck the race fuck the color
1: yeah man it all comes down to facts versus feelings I'm all about facts I don't give a fuck how somebody feels if your feelings get hurt about something that is said or done. It's up to you to change yourself so that the next time that happens, your feelings don't get hurt. I mean, if you're a midget, you can't do that. But, I mean, change things you can. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody's feelings are hurt because they're a midget and they're not allowed on the basketball team, there's nothing they can do about that. But, I mean... Like a diversity hire,
2: yeah. DEI is actually a a strategic diversity, equity, and inclusion management plan.
1: Oh, that sounds like some more bullshit. Yeah, like you know, ESG, right? Same thing.
2: Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, I when I clean the house, it'd be nice to have somebody to clean the baseboards.
1: Oh, that was a low blow. (laughs) They are down there. Yeah.
2: (laughs) But, I mean, do we really have to go this far in terms of, like, a DEI plan that we can't – like you're saying, like, there's still benefits even if you are a midget or short in stature. Like, there's there's something you can be great at. It doesn't have to be to play on a basketball team. It could be something as simple as, hey – I'm on a cleaning crew, and while the regular size people do the regular things, I do the things down low. Right. Yeah, that, man. That's a power. That's there, an asset.
1: There's definitely things they can find. Or like, Pros. maybe they could be like a, a pro pool player. You know, they would have to stand on like a box or something, but they could still do it. <laughs> All right, stop. <laughs> uh, You're the one laughing at me. <laughs> hey, you know what I forgot? What? So we did our, uh, we last week we did our show last Saturday, right? Okay. You keep, something's muffled over there.
2: Hmm. I guess I'll move the mic closer to me. Hold up. Last time you had to adjust something in the volume or something.
1: Alright. But anyway, last week, last Saturday when we did our show, it was January 6th. Did Did you realize that?
2: No, I didn't. The day of insurrection.
1: Yeah, we should have done like a fucking... Anniversary episode.
2: (laughs) But. Yeah, we didn't cover a lot. I mean, we didn't even talk about the Miami aliens. Nothing.
1: Uh, What do you got?
2: Let's talk about the Miami aliens. What do you think happened? I mean, there was like a huge police response, apparently, to some kids fighting with sticks.
1: Yeah, that's bullshit. That's not <laughs> what happened.
2: What do you think happened? I don't.
1: I don't know. I think it was. Uh, I, it was definitely something that they don't want us to know what really happened. But I don't know what it was. I don't think it was uh, ten foot tall beings.
2: No nephilim. I don't think so. You don't think that the uh, the aliens were passing by and they wanted to pick up some shoes from the finish line in Miami? Mm. I mean, if I was in, I, I mean, I've been trying to find these UGG boots, actually UGG slippers, for like a couple months now. Maybe I can find them in Miami in a Miami mall.
1: I think maybe it was like a dry run for uh, Project Bluebeam. I agree. You know what I mean? I don't think it was... Uh, there, there's too much Photoshop and stuff going on these days. I don't think
2: there's, any there's of those no videos video. are real. Yeah, there's no clear video, nothing. All this technology, you know, to be able to get HD film, and none of it is available. It's all blurry. Like, you just see these, like, weird shadows. It, it It's all a PSYOP. It, it's a... Uh, they wanted to test the response system of the police force uh the alertness of the citizens uh, the response of the citizens and what we did
1: what do you mean the response of the citizens
2: do we freak out do we just say oh it's nothing um how do we react i mean,
1: I don't know. I think...
2: For those aliens, um, I think it was, I, I want to say Vegas or something. They—they uh, they, There's footage and, and audio of police responding to an alien creature that a family was dealing with.
1: Yeah, that seemed fake too. Like, yeah. It was a Spanish-speaking family, right? Yes. Yep, yep. And then... The cops were like going, stopping cars and being like, "Hey, did you see that?" Mm-hmm. Now, come on, man. When the, f- I'd be like, "Man, get the fuck out of my face! I'm, I got places to go. You're gonna stop my car and ask me if I seen a spaceship? You think cops are really gonna do that?"
2: No, I don't think so.
1: That's it. And if they did, I'll oh, never mind. I'm just getting pissed off about this.
2: (laughs) You know, but the other funny part, too, is, you know, like aliens at a mall in Miami. It's already happening, and they ain't from outer space. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Where are they from?
2: Fucking all over the world. They're coming even now from China. They're coming across the Mexico border. Like full grown Chinese men. Yeah. With with no families, no children, nothing, just them, able bodied Chinese immigrants.
1: Well they're better That's off coming right they're better off coming through Florida or California because they're not gonna make it to through fucking Canada. I ever tell you about my experience in Canada?
2: Did they have their own uh, police force or something for Chinese citizens?
1: No, this was back in two thousand and three. Oh, I went. Good. We went there for our, for my honeymoon, right? And uh, so my wife, her name is very. Her real name is very long, and then she's got like a nickname. And her her dad is American. Her mom got remarried to her dad who was in the Air Force. And he's always called her by her nickname, right? So he put her nickname on her adoption papers. And her birth certificate is in Thai. So all she has is her adoption papers and her social security card, which has her real name on it. So So we booked a room... In Niagara, in Niagara Falls, it's like a three hundred dollar uh, suite, man. It was nice ass room, and so we were heading over there, and uh, so there was a mix up because her name on her social security card was different from the name on her adoption paper, and they're like, "All right, come on in, come on inside for a minute," and then they ran my name and seen my criminal history, and they're like, oh, you can't come in anyway. <laughs> so they <laughs> they wouldn't let her in, but they wasn't going to let me in. So they sent sent us back, and then when we, so we they took, basically turned us around on the bridge. So when we was coming, we got stuck in Canada maybe for 15 minutes. Now we're coming back to the American side. Same shit happened. We sat in that motherfucker for like six or seven hours. Oh, my God. Couldn't get across. And they were talking to me like some fucking, just like I was some fucking little Mexican that was trying to jump the border. I was like, hey, man, we're waiting on a fax. Did you get the fax yet? He's like, sit down and be quiet. (laughs) Wow. And what am I going to say? What am I going to do? Talk shit? I can't even get back into my own fucking country.
2: That's crazy. And you're and you're a citizen.
1: So is she. And, she's and
2: been, a,
1: she's been a she's hate- been a
2: citizen since she was like six years old. And we're just letting people just waltz right in. Yeah. I don't get it.
1: Well. Huh? Thanks, Biden. Yeah. And Obama.
2: <laughs> you had to throw that in there, didn't you?
1: Is he your favorite?
2: Yeah, he's my favorite.
1: (laughs) Which one, Mike or Barry? (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's funny. Did you hear about Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel?
2: Yeah, of course.
1: What do you think about that?
2: I'm waiting to see the facts. I don't know. I mean, his name is on the list.
1: They said he wasn't.
2: I'm waiting to see the official one, I guess.
1: I got a clip. The sound is a little bit low for some reason on this, but whatever. Here, I'm going to go ahead and play it.
0: All right. on his show for the epstein allegations and then aaron hopped on espn and responded to him this got intense i'll show you what jimmy said and then i'll show you aaron's response just watch these clips for our first show of um of 2024 which is already a crazy year particularly for me <coughs> I, I, I did you hear this smoking story about shit. me and aaron Rodgers, the former quarterback for the packers all right so uh, what happened is, he's a Jets quarterback now. He went on a show on ESPN, the Pat McAfee Show, and out of the blue, insinuated that I was nervous because the Jeffrey Epstein list was coming out. He said, I was hoping it wouldn't, and that he was going to pop a bottle of something to celebrate when he did. And then it did come out. And of course, my name wasn't on it, and isn't on it, and won't ever be on. I don't know Jeffrey Epstein. I've never met Jeffrey Epstein. I'm not on a list. I was not on a plane or an island or anything ever. And I suggested that if Aaron wanted to make false and very damaging statements like that, that we should do it in court so he could share his proof with like a judge because a lot of delusional people honestly believe I am meeting up with Tom Hanks and Oprah at Shakey's once a week to eat pizza and drink the blood of children. He's particularly (laughs) upset I think because I made fun of the fact that he floated this wacko idea that the UFO sightings that were in the news in February were being reported to distract us from the Epstein list. That was Aaron's theory that he shared, and I'm mocked. So he saw that, and maybe to retaliate, he decided to insinuate that I am a pedophile. This is how these nuts do it now. You don't like Trump, you're a pedophile. It's their go-to move, and it shows you how much they actually care about pedophilia. But here's the thing, I spent years doing sports. I've seen guys like him before. Aaron Rodgers has a very high opinion of himself. Because he had success on the football field, he believes himself to be an extraordinary being. He genuinely thinks that because God gave him the ability to throw a ball, he's smarter than everyone else. The idea that his brain is just average is unfathomable to him. We learned during COVID, somehow he knows more about science than scientists. A guy who went to community college, then got into Cal on a football scholarship and didn't graduate, someone who never spent a minute studying the human body is an expert in the field of immunology he just put on a he put on a magic helmet and that g made him a genius aaron got two a's on his report card they were both in the word aaron
4: okay okay i was referring to the fact that if there is a list which again this hasn't come out yet this was just a deposition right and there are names on it then that would be the second time that a soft brain Junior college, student, you know, wacko, anti-vax, anti-Semite, purveyor, (laughs) spreader of misinformation, conspiracy theorist, MAGA, whatever other things have been said by him and other people in the media would be right twice. Now, let me just say that, that that is the truth, number one. Number two, I totally understand how serious an allegation of pedophilia would be so for him to be upset about that i get it did you watch the quote because that's exactly what i said verbatim what i said on the show okay that's just like this is their game plan they use these words to cancel people and they went and ran with this because it's the crazy anti-vaxxer wacko again talking about you know accusing somebody of being a pedophile like of course this is the game plan that they use incorrect but um that's that's the the environment that we're in you know we're there's uh, a lot of people who have been captured by various you know entities government entities whether we're talking about pharmaceutical industrial complex or whether it's talking about believing that the government has a better interest in mind and we're puppeting um you know various narratives in the end if you are not someone whose opinion aligns with the mainstream narrative. This is what they're going to do with you. And it's it's not me. I'm not a victim. I don't give a shit. Say whatever the hell you want about me. That's fine. Like the people that know me and love me, you know what I'm all about. I still haven't popped a bottle because there hasn't been any list that's come out. Um, And I'm glad that that Jimmy uh, is not on the list. No, I think it's impressive that a man who went to uh, Arizona State and has 10... uh, joke writers can read off a prompter. So, you know, my education at JUCO and my three semesters at Cal that I'm very proud of uh, has worked out for me, and I'm glad to see it's worked out for him as well. So I wish him the best. Again, I, I don't give a shit what he says about me.
0: Jimmy Kennel absolutely roasted.
1: Didn't, uh, didn't Aaron Rodgers sound a lot more classy and level-headed there? Yeah. I'm just, just being straight up. I mean, I don't know, man.
2: I mean, he, he's he's right. I mean, this guy's just reading off a teleprompter, and right. it's insane how far he's gotten in his career for somebody that's not funny.
1: Well, he probably sucks a good dick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> say that the audacity for him to say that. You know, I've never. I've never been there or I've never done this. Um, it's it's kind of weird.
1: Well, maybe he hasn't, but I'll bet you some of his bosses have. You know what I'm saying? People, These people are sticking up when they're sticking up for somebody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, what are we looking at here? Hold on. Jesus, what the fuck?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it just gave me a warning about that too, and I was like, I don't know what that means. Fuck it.
1: What did it say?
2: (laughs) About that, if you share your entire screen, it's weird.
1: Yeah, it just took our screen like a thousand of them and it just kept going back. That's so weird. Look at that. God. All right, stop. Fuck. That's enough. Yeah. All right. Isaac Cappy?
2: Yeah. Uh but you know oh. how Jimmy was saying, Oh, I've never been with, with uh with Oprah eating pizza. Well dare you fucking go. What does that picture mean? You know the symbology
1: of pizza? You know, they,
2: they all fuck, yeah.
1: Yeah, know, that all goes like, back to the whole uh, Pizzagate, Right. Yeah.
2: It it's fucking nuts and then all those uh, Podesta emails saying, you know, like You know, I like a pizza for an hour. It's like, what? What does that mean? How do you get a pizza for an hour? Unless you fucking think a pizza is a girl. You know, Obama flew in hot dogs from Chicago and spent like sixty thousand dollars or something. What's a hot dog? It's a boy. That
1: Uh, That that reminds me of that movie Con Air. You remember that? Yeah. The FBI agent. And uh, Nicholas Cage goes I can eat a peach for hours huh. <laughs> You remember that? No oh, Never mind
2: There's it's... another picture Of him with pizza
1: Yeah that's weird
2: You know and then uh, I actually I want to hear what Isaac Cappy has to say about Jimmy Kimmel so i right. this clip
1: Hopefully it's loud enough
2: Hold on it's give me one second.
1: Who the fuck is Isaac Cappy anyway? He was an actor.
2: And um it's
1: fucking up again.
2: Yeah. It'll it'll come back. Hold hold on one second. But he was an he was an actor, he was in some movies and some shows. Um
1: Is he on Saved by the Bell?
2: No, I think you're talking (laughs) about... What's his (laughs) name? Screech? Uh, Yeah, uh... Damn, yeah, his name's just not memorable.
1: Screech, right?
2: Yeah, but he has a real name.
1: I know. Everybody knows who I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, Screech.
1: Well, they're both goofy looking. That's that's the same point. Yeah, he looks just like fucking Screech. He's actually goofier looking than Screech.
2: All right, let's hear what he's got to say.
1: All right, let's go. Go ahead.
3: Jimmy Kimmel is compromised. Uh, Frank but best buddies. Um, You guys, all of this stuff is interconnected. If you want to get into the club, if you want to make the money, if you want the fame, you basically have to sell your soul. And then, you know, the, the club is populated on the top. You know? It's all these people, and they all have that. A little secret, and they just walk. They've walked around with impunity, like <laughs> oh, nobody knows, nobody knows, and it's a <laughs> big. It's so fucking funny to them. I didn't think they would ever get caught. This has been going on for for uh, probably millennia, probably millennia. Um, the people that have controlled all the wealth. Have been part of it. But they aren't anymore. The Rothschilds are getting fucked as we speak.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about that, but it'd be nice. That guy's a little goofy. I think he's on something.
2: I, I, I think a lot of the videos that he made came out like after the, you know, like once he realized, you know, like if I say this, I'm, I'm going to get whacked. Is
1: um, he you know, still alive? So he was, no, he's dead. When did he, he die?
2: Uh, he, uh, he committed suicide. He jumped off a bridge oh. and, uh, on Highway 66 or something like that. And Tom Hanks took a picture of like some sock or something. And he's like, I wouldn't want to be roadkill out here. And Isaac Cappy not only jumped from the bridge, but also got ran over.
1: Wait a minute. He jumped off a bridge and got ran over? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know anything about what this the whole story now. what? Hey, let's break it down for me and the listeners, because I don't get it.
2: I don't know if I know the whole story, but I know that the theory is that he got whacked. It wasn't a big, it, it was like an overpass kind of like level kind of bridge that I'm talking about. And he jumped off and then he got run over by a car. And then, you know, Tom Hanks made the comment about he wouldn't want to be roadkill on that same highway. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's, Tom Hanks is dirty as fuck. Oh, yeah. so I, I get it now. I get what you're saying. So when he jumped off the bridge, he wasn't jumping into water. He was jumping onto another road. Yeah. And then he got hit. Okay. Yep. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. So that that's how he met his demise.
2: And he has said, you know, I'm not suicidal or anything, you know, but I know it's coming. I'm, you know, I would be scared too. That I would rem- be talking fast.
1: That reminds me of one of my other clips I have, you know, Andrew Tate. Yeah. I don't really I don't really know about him. I'm not 100%. I think he's kind of a kind of a bullshitter.
2: Yeah, I but, think he's part of them. Yeah.
1: And he used to be like a he was basically he got rich by being like a pimp. Like he he ran girls that were like uh OnlyFans and shit like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, does that really make you like a top dog? No, I don't think so.
1: Uh, well, supposedly that's how the story goes.
2: But but you know, um, so they use him to kind of influence the younger generation.
1: Yeah, and he talks about masculinity and uh, yeah, the 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 nuclear family. He doesn't have a wife, he doesn't have kids, and he got rich by being a fucking pimp. So, I mean, how does that make any sense? I don't know. I mean, the message is good, but the facts don't add up to me. But anyway, let me play this clip, All All Alright. Andrew Tate. Once you get to a certain
5: size, all of these people flip. And I wanna make it clear that I would never kill myself and I can't give details because of my precarious legal situation, but once you get to a certain size and have a certain amount of influence, I promise you, they come to you with an offer. And the offer is very clear. You will be protected and you will be safe if you help us with our agendas. And if you don't, you will be destroyed with all the mechanisms designed to preserve society. And it's very, very important you understand this. You can start off with good intentions, but when someone sat down at that table and offered to sell their soul, most people are too afraid to not simply do it. Once you get to a certain size, your soul must be sold to the agenda, and the agenda is to enslave everybody. They don't even want you to have clean clothes anymore. You're not allowed clean clothes. You're not allowed meat. You're going to sit there in your dirty clothes, eating the bugs, unless you get out. Once you get to a...
1: I don't know. Something you said reminded me of that, so I figured I'd just go ahead and play it now. Uh,
2: Yeah, no, I I don't know about that guy. I've never really subscribed to him. I never really followed him. I never really paid much attention. I mean, I did notice that he got jailed in Romania or whatever he got investigated.
1: For rape, right? Yeah. Imagine that.
2: And um, but I don't know, something deters me from really uh, looking into him. I don't know what it is. I really don't know, but he's, I don't a, really- he's
1: a good talker, man. He's like a fucking he politician. Is. You know, That's all these politicians do. They can talk good. They know how to influence people. It's like if you can if you can talk to people and make them feel good, then that's half the battle. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to tell the truth. You ain't got to be honest. You just got to make people feel good. And that, thats what they do, man. I mean, that's what a politician is.
2: Have you ever uh, seen his wife?
1: I'm. She's probably good looking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a wild guess. Yeah. <laughs> no. Why?
2: That's her in the airplane with him.
1: Are you able to zoom it? Hold on. (sighs) What the fuck's he doing?
2: Lighting up a cigar or something in the airplane?
1: Supposedly he used to be a kickboxer. I guarantee I can kick his ass.
2: (laughs) I mean, I guess that's the closest I can get.
1: From here, she doesn't look that good.
2: Yeah, that's what, uh, what, that's was what your... a lot of people... S- that... You know how he said you have to sell your soul? Yeah. And and part of that is uh, it's pushing their their agenda. I, I think she might be a guy.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Everything goes back to trannies with you.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, I mean... A lot of Hollywood Think of Obama Think of um, All these famous people That we think are Quote inverted or whatever Is it part of the Part of the thing To join the club Do you have to do this
1: Oh maybe Like uh, And like Skull and bones I hear that uh... Gotta like Jerk off on you Or something Or even worse You gotta suck a dick Or get butt fucked Oh my god yeah. Yeah, like it's like whoever does the the most uh creepiest thing winds up being like the top of the class. You know what I'm saying? Like the most perverted thing. Like I heard George H.W. Bush was like the top of his class in skull and bones. Huh. I think he fucked a corpse or something. Oh, my God. I don't know. It's all hearsay. Jesus. It doesn't matter. Nobody listens to this shit anyway.
2: <laughs> I don't know, man. Those numbers. Those numbers you were showing me.
1: Ah, it goes up. It's going up. It always will. As long as we keep talking this goofy shit, people are going to listen.
2: You, you think it's uh, it's all VPNs? Because, I mean, we have like people in France, people in Prague.
1: <laughs> Prague? <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought I
2: saw Prague or something.
1: How do you spell
2: that? P-R-A-G-G.
1: I have never seen that one. No? I think you imagined it. France, yeah, well, Belgium, Australia, United Kingdom. Canada's like our number three, man. Thanks, Canada. But yeah, the fucking VPNs are number one, and they always have been. probably all uh, that's probably all federal agents (laughs)
2: and and what's up with uh freaking iowa still being there
1: well yeah and then uh, there's another one in des moines that's not too far down the list either yeah anyway we're gonna take a beer break i gotta go get some more beer All right, I've been waiting for you to get back from taking a piss so I could do this. Oh! (laughs) Freedom, baby!
2: Sound of freedom. You know, we need to get, like, a real good clip of an actual, like, eagle doing that.
1: Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, we got to do that.
2: Like, put it on one of the buttons on your thing.
1: While you was taking a piss, I was looking at your drum set. Hey, what's going on with the music?
2: We haven't done anything yet.
1: Where does this dude live? You said he was one of the listeners.
2: Yeah, he lives here in town.
1: Oh, I thought you met him because he was one of the listeners. I thought you said.
2: No, he's uh, we've been friends for a long time.
1: Well, what the fuck, man? What's the hold up,
2: dude? We're busy. He's like about to be like CEO of a company.
1: What kind what of, of company? Of shit. What kind of company?
2: I don't think he'd want me to talk about that, but it's it's a nice local company. He's worked there
1: for a long time. He's made it better. So he's like a it, kinda like a he's like a suit, like a pencil pusher. He's a suit, but I
2: don't think he's a pencil pusher. He's a he's actually a mover.
1: Oh no, if he's a CEO he's no, you know what I mean. I didn't mean like that. I'm not trying to put a dude down especially yeah, if he's no. especially if he likes this show and he's gonna uh make music shit yeah. he's gotta be all right
2: yeah he lives the life that i that i would love to have
1: <laughs> oh no i i couldn't do an office job man like
2: no he he's uh he's very customer
1: service oriented he's, see uh, no i don't well just, you see like you 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 have to deal with customers i don't like i couldn't do a job where I had to deal with people like the the job I have like I don't even like talking to my coworkers. like if I'm in a mood and I don't want to talk to anybody I ain't got to talk to shit even if management comes up to me and asks me a question like hey what happened with such a I'll be like go talk to my team (laughs)
4: leader
1: I ain't got to talk to nobody and that's the way I like it yeah but, yeah, I don't like dealing with people, man.
2: <clears throat> Neither do I. Neither do I. Apparently, uh, I, ha- I have um, certain inclinations to certain customers. Like, like <laughs> people will intervene in some cases and be like, Julio, I got this. <laughs> <Just> they, know, <laughs>
0: they know my
2: reaction and what it's going to be. <laughs>
1: You mean like the guy that called several times because he wanted his 25-piece chicken wing?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Or was it 22?
2: No, it was 32.
1: Oh, 32. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah he, if you're going to be an asshole, man, I, I, I'm i going to refuse service.
1: That motherfucker was hungry, wasn't he? He called for he hours.
2: Was, I, yes, for hours. But, uh, didn't but, you he know, ever hear
1: DoorDash?
2: I told him that. He said he didn't want to pay the extra fees. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got mad at me about those extra fees. I'm like, dude, I don't control how much money you have.
1: It's not my fault. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Damn, man. Yeah. Dude was I, broke gotten, as fuck, wasn't he?
2: I've gotten better, though. I've gotten a lot better, um, at just kind of like not letting those. Those things kind of like strike me as bad, and I can kind of like deflect it. You know what? It's easier to just make you happy and take care of whatever you think is a problem than for me to worry to solve or understand the problem. Yeah. Like, I have a a problem. Like, I always want to find out the, the source of the reason of why something happened. Like, why did this happen? Where did we mess up? Why, you know, like all these certain points, and it's like, fuck it just make the customer happy and move on right yeah
1: so you got any clips because i got a couple more yeah what do you got
2: all right so uh i wanted to talk about we were talking about secret societies you know the skull and bones you ever heard of the black bull society
1: black bull b-u-l-l-b-u-l-e B-U-L-E. Yeah. No, I can't say I've heard of that shit. All right. <clears throat> what region is this from?
2: It's right here in America. America. Merka.
1: <laughs>
2: Hold on, let me find a... Got all these damn windows open.
1: So, are these black people or what? Yeah. Black bull. Everyone's yeah. black. No white people allowed.
2: Dad, I don't know. I just it's, it was just kind of interesting. Cause I'd never heard of it.
1: Cause I was gonna go join it, but I guess I'm not allowed.
3: <laughs> I don't know,
2: but but l- l- listen to this. It's kind of interesting.
3: this is where your Al Sharpton, you Barack Obama, your Jesse Jackson—they've all come from this boule society. All these big names through the hip hop industry they all are entangled in this satanic society was fashioned after the skull and bone society of yale and all the prominent black men that have risen to power have essentially sold out their people they pose as freedom fighters on the outside and they're selling their people out on the inside and it's been going on like this forever it's the puppet show and I'm here to expose it to the best of my ability. So when I talk about this belay society, you're talking Oh, the Creation of Sigma Pi Phi taking place in 1904. And since then, you've had all these great people come from this. Well, what they want to want you to believe are great people. So There's only 5,000 members roughly in 126 chapters. That's only 5,000 people on this planet. You know how small that is of a group? So you could see that these men of power have been handpicked out of this 5,000-man group here and put into their positions and paid off well to play their part. So what's the chances that anyone very close to Trayvon Martin would be Connected to this powerful elite circle Look closely This man. Do you know who this man is? This is Trayvon Martin's father And yes He is master Mason of the Boule Society Can you say sacrifice? Can you say? set up Do you see what's going on here now? They are in full control. See, when you see this guy, the, the, the figurehead of the Tra- Trayvon Martin family now, after this whole thing, they keep showing his face, this is who this guy really is. He's not your average black man off the street. He's, he's not from a normal family, as, as you or I would be from. He's not from this beast system. No. He sold out his people and worked his way up through the ranks, and he's a grand master, and he is tied into this whole thing now do you see what's going on this whole thing is a fab fabricated hoax and these are the players and they are all tied in together behind the scenes I hope this helps you see this clearly now because they are trying to trick the whole nation right now as I speak they're having these vigils and protests all across the nation look how quickly they rallied them Al Sharpen got all these people in 140 cities so quickly urge people these people are against us here in society folks don't you forget it learn about it the boule society the black skull and bone so to speak and the people connected to it
2: yeah sorry i didn't pronounce that correctly to begin with
1: black boule
2: yeah it sounds like
1: bukele bukele
2: bukele yeah <laughs> boule <clears throat> but but I found that fix your mic; I,
1: it's too far away. I
2: I, I found that go. interesting because I didn't know that. I mean, the media definitely didn't portray that. Um, but I also heard from another person, like a Freemason, that the Freemasons do charitable work. They don't charge for their hospitals. Uh, they do volunteer work in the community. They're good people. It's the people who are really in control above them. Not necessarily Freemasons, but the ones really running society that yeah. take advantage of situations like Trayvon Martin's situation. And they weaponize it. Yeah, the,
1: the high level Masons. Like the low level Masons don't know dick. All they're doing is fucking helping the poor. It's it's your average fucking plumber just meeting up at the lodge to fucking <laughs> drink beer with buddies, you know. But the but the high level people, they're the ones doing all the crooked bullshit. And we've been talking about this since day one. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh Al Sharpton is a little cunt. And he looked <clears throat> he kind of looks like Cat Williams. Have you heard what Cat Williams been talking about lately? A, a
2: little bit.
1: Damn, little I had bit. a clip too a and I fucking didn't record it. He was talking about uh basically about people selling out and uh selling their soul and shit like that. Uh Fuck, I'm not, I'm not. I shouldn't even talk about. It. I can't remember what the fuck he was talking about. But he sounds. He go ahead.
2: Uh, this is the uh, the person talking about being a Freemason himself, a black Freemason, and uh, talking about Trayvon Martin's father and how they weaponize the situation, the unfortunate okay. accident that happened. But check it out. Trevon Martin's father is a Freemason. This event was... Pl-
1: I'm a Freemason too. And let me just tell you, um, the dude who killed him's dad is a Freemason and a judge too. That has nothing to do with what really is going on. I mean, it was a dude who didn't
2: trust somebody that was in the neighborhood and ended up taking his life. And it got a lot of
1: controversy because it was within... I mean, the real people who are in power took advantage of the chance to exacerbate it after it happened. Being a Freemason, ain't got nothing to do with it, man. We do community service. Our hospitals are free. Um, we donate. We never look for any kind of recognition or anything. We're just out here doing good shit.
2: Yeah. Like I know, I know some Freemasons. I know some people that are Elks, or moose lodge people or um newspaper boy old newspaper boy people you know? Yeah. And they do charitable work. They're 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 stand up people that I that I've met in, in different industries and they're doing it for good reasons. So I mean I, I definitely can understand this guy and what he's what he's saying, what he's trying to portray not portray but kind of help us understand.
1: Uh, I'm trying to think what's the other one. Uh, The ones that wear the funny hats. uh, Shriners. Shriners. All right. Back home. (laughs) Back home, I used to work for a guy. All right. So in Ohio, like if you got if you got a beer on tap, it's a state law that that You get your beer lines cleaned out every two weeks. So I had a route. And I would go to different bars and shit. And clean out their beer lines. Well one of the places I went was a fucking Shriner uh, Lodge. And at the time I went there there was nobody there except for one person. I could fucking roam around there and look at whatever I wanted. And I don't. Unfortunately, I don't have a good story because back then I didn't, I wasn't into conspiracies or nothing. So I'm just saying I had free range of that motherfucker. I could walk Man. around looking drawers and shit. You know what I'm saying? They
2: chose you. They chose you for that reason because uh, you were not aware. Right, right. I know. Yeah, you you were cherry picked.
1: But I used to roam around like, oh, this is weird. What, what the fuck? This is a weird looking room. And I never fucking, yeah, that was a hell of an opportunity that I blew. I fucked it up.
2: (laughs) You know, something horrible that I did, uh, because I I was opportunistic. So it doesn't always work to take the opportunity. So I was at my friend's house, and I kind of liked his wife. And I went to the bathroom. I had to go pee. And
1: <laughs> started looking at their medications and shit.
2: No. <laughs> I wish it was just that, but I saw on the floor her underwear.
1: Oh, man, hey, so... hey, careful. You might be getting, you might be getting creepier than last week.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that day I learned an important lesson. What's Not that to fuck around with shit that you don't want to find out. Like don't be that curious. You might regret
1: it. All right, what was it? The dude was saying it smelled bad.
2: <laughs>
1: Man, you're a fu Holy, you're a fucking creep.
2: <laughs>
1: God, Jesus Christ, you're a fucking creep. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Oh.
2: after that day I, I told my friend like the very same day I'm like dude I, I, I did this I'm sorry and I'm like I don't like your wife anymore
1: <laughs> wow hey that was a lesson you needed to learn I guess
2: the universe taught me that
1: lesson <laughs> right
2: <laughs> hopefully my uh, my daughter never hears this <laughs>
1: Did you have you heard that there's a World Economic Forum meeting in Switzerland this month?
2: Oh, really? All this shit happens in fucking Switzerland, man.
1: Oh yeah, Davos. Davos yeah. and uh they're trying to solve all of our world problems for us, but when when they have these meetings in Switzerland, all the all the prostitutes from Europe and all over the world—they all flock to Switzerland. Sweet. Funny, isn't it? What? Oh. It's like it's just like an evil. I mean, I just—I don't know, man.
2: Don't they have their uh, their climate change meetings there too? Oh yeah. And where all the world leaders hop in their, well, they hop in their, you know, 20 Escalade caravan to go to the airport. Then they hop in their private airplane with all their entourage and security and fly their vehicles to the, to this country. And then um, they they get off the plane and drive all these 20 vehicles to the meeting. But they're telling us that we can't, we shouldn't use gas stoves, that we shouldn't drive gas-powered cars. Yeah. That we shouldn't mow our lawns at certain points in the day. Right. That we need to stop eating beef because the methane that they create. I yeah. mean, honestly, like I, I, honestly, uh what it is is and then going back to the whole depopulation agenda, we are the carbon that they're trying to erase.
1: Right. Exactly. People don't understand that.
2: Yeah, they don't they don't give a fuck about carbon emissions. They don't give a fuck about CO two and, and the whole and, and the uh Whatever the fucking thing is called I'm gonna call it the firmament But uh It's all fake man, it's just to scare us I mean Al Gore, who is also on Epstein's list By the way uh, You know, like try to scare us and tell us That You know, we were gonna die because Climate change and all this shit I don't know I don't think it's, I mean I'm sure we influence it But I know that the earth Based on some things Will go through some changes, right?
1: Yeah, it's a li- the earth is a living thing just like we are. Yeah. And it's already been foretold that the earth is going to the earth is going to die just like we're going to die. So stop being pussies. Stop worrying about it and stop thinking that man can man has the control to control the fucking stop it cuz we don't. I mean, yeah, we shouldn't be littering and fucking some of the other shit we do. That's just... Sure,
2: I can agree to that.
1: That's just fucking... That's just common sense. I mean, have some fucking class, but... I mean... Don't tell me I can't drive my fucking truck down the street. Because I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do.
2: Yeah, don't, you shouldn't tell people not to use their gas-powered dildo, you know. It's not right.
1: Wow. That sounds a little too powerful. <laughs> that reminds me of a fucking... Uh... <laughs> that reminds me of a clip I seen. Oh my nah, God. I don't know if I want to talk about this. Yeah. Never mind. No. Yeah.
2: yeah, let's just pull the plug on that one.
1: It was attached to a Sawzall.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I've, I've,
1: you seen that one I've,
2: in person?
1: Oh, well, that's a different story. Let's move yeah, on.
2: I, it just wasn't my thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: just, oh. it's
2: fucking weird. But uh going back to um Jimmy Kimmel too. Hold on. Just Wrapping up Jimmy Kimmel, that's it. I just want to show you these.
1: There it is again.
2: Yeah, I know. I saw that. But look, here's Jimmy Kimmel with
1: who? I can't see. Who is that?
2: His name is Adam Perry Long. That is Jeffrey Epstein's personal chef.
1: Oh, yeah, I did hear something about that.
2: kind of like a lot of little, you know, interesting connections. You know, like there's a saying in Spanish that my mom always, that my parents always told me, "Dime con quién andas, y yo te, yo te jugaré." Like, tell me who you hang out with, and I will judge you. (laughs) Or, or you know, like, tell me who you hang out with, and I'll tell you who you are. Right?
1: I speak Spanish.
2: Yeah, I'm sure you do. You just know taco.
1: Here's the only thing I know how to say in Spanish. What? Cuanto cuesta la noche.
2: <laughs> Do you want me to translate that for the audience? Sure. How much does it cost for tonight? <laughs>
1: That's the only thing I know how to say in Spanish. No, nah, I say no, I say hola, por favor, all that shit.
2: Otra cerveza. No. Another beer?
1: No. I know how to say that in Korean.
2: What does that sound like?
1: Oh shit, let me remember. Uh you know what? It's not coming to me right now. What do you got?
2: Got this uh joint in my hand.
1: Yeah, I see. I
2: I want to thank one of our listeners for uh, hooking me up with this beautiful Indica. Um, for the longest time, I was stuck. I was I was going to the dispensaries up north, and they sell cheap product. You know, they make these awesome deals where you get a shitload.
1: I thought that shit was it? better. No, it
2: ain't. No, because it's a it's business, you know, and, and the drive for profit you're gonna you're gonna make choices and decisions to make profit over over health, you know, over over your customers pretty much. Your customers health, your customers uh, way of life, etc. But what I'm getting to is the reason I say I'm grateful for this indica is because I, I was being sold sativa. And I kept noticing I'm like, God dang, how how am I never going to bed? How am I just like staying up all fucking night?
1: Ah, uh, the shit.
2: Like, like like weed used to make me sleepy. Right. And uh so they used that up up in Michigan as a as a kind of thing, you know, nobody really wants to I don't know. I know you don't smoke weed, but when I smoke weed, I kind of want to relax. I don't really want to like get like amped up to do anything. I don't want to be up for like a long time. I can and, tell uh, you
1: a story about the last time I smoked weed, but I'll let you finish.
2: But, yeah, now now I've noticed a difference ever since I stopped the dispensary that I actually get a good night's sleep. I actually get some rest. And it all has to do with the right medicine that I'm getting now.
1: Right, right. But now I want to hear your story. Okay, yeah. So I'm used to, uh, like, when I was a kid, I smoked. I smoked. My ex-wife. Was a fucking... I had to keep her high or I couldn't deal with her. So I used to sell weed. Right? So I would buy an ounce and sell three quarters just... Because I was too broke to afford it. You understand? I would sell three quarters and keep a quarter. To keep her high. And then she would want me to smoke with her. But that was back in the 90s. And, you know... That shit was different, dude. So... Once I moved up here, this was a few years back. My next door neighbor, he was a big Browns fan. And he was about my age. He had, uh, He's a little bit older than me. And his kids all smoked weed and we, we used to fucking drink and shit. And so they were rolling blunts and shit. His kids were. And somebody's like, here, dad, hit it. He's like, no, nah, I ain't smoking unless Fox does. <laughs> and I'm like. Give me that shit. So I hit it. And uh, the shit is so much stronger these days, man. So I hit it maybe a couple, two or three times. It was a blunt. And then we started running out of beer, right? So I'm like, all right, man, I'm about to make a beer run. I started collecting up money and shit. And so I started driving, and a car got behind me. And I was so high and paranoid. I'm like, oh shit, that's a that's an undercover cop. And it looked <laughs> nothing like an undercover cop, right? So I so I went straight, which is the way I was supposed to go, and then he went straight and I'm like, oh shit, he's on my tail, <laughs> right? So instead of turning the way I was supposed to turn, I turned the opposite way to see if he was going to follow me. And then he followed me. And so then I turned and I finally shook him, which it wasn't a cop. It was just a fucking regular citizen. I was just high as fuck. (laughs) And then I'm like, all right, I got to get back. I got to get back to the store and get this fucking beer. So then I started driving, heading for the store, and then another car gets behind me. I'm like, oh shit, he called backup. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he radioed yeah. this motherfucker. They're after me.
2: Now there's a chopper in the sky. Right, right. Hey, I
1: was paranoid as fuck.
4: <laughs>
1: and then uh I got back. And everybody's like, Jesus Christ, what took you so long? It's supposed to be like a five-minute trip. It was like 45 minutes because I was fucking turning all different ways trying to shake people. That's so fucking funny. Yeah. And then I, everybody's like, what happened? What happened? I'm like, hey, what you motherfuckers put in that shit? And they just started giggling and laughing. That so I don't funny. know if they – yeah. And then I had to tell my wife. She was mad. As soon as I came home, she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, honey, (laughs) they made me smoke weed.
2: (laughs) Yeah. When when I first uh, met my wife, I was hanging out at her house, and we had a friend over, and uh, we were all smoking. She doesn't smoke, really, but she did. Her friend smoked, and um, we were smoking And all of a sudden, there's a knock on the door. (laughs) So I proceed to push shit away. But I don't know. I guess I was scared to, like, go answer the door. (laughs) And so I kind of, like, went and hid everything in a room and hid myself in the room. And left them out there to fend for themselves. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. I had no chivalry, man. You sold out. I sold out. And uh, to this day, I still hear about that story. And come to find out, it was just the UPS, man.
1: (laughs) Meanwhile, you're in there flushing all the weed down the toilet.
2: Yeah, pretty much. I've done that. (laughs) One time, time I ate a a blunt. I was smoking a blunt, and I got pulled over. I don't know how I didn't get arrested, but I ate it.
0: The car still smelled like weed. Yeah.
2: And then since I got let go. Yeah. I pulled over and I puked the blunt so that I could smoke it later.
1: Oh my god.
2: <laughs> That's not the worst one. The worst one is this one. I I took some acid and I don't know why. I started coughing and I ended up puking. Like just from like phlegm or something. And I was headed out to go buy beer before the acid kicked in. And I puked. I went and got the beer. And when I came back, I pulled in and I saw on my driveway the fucking tab of acid. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think I did? You ate it. Yeah, I picked it up and I fucking ate it. <laughs> <laughs> it still fucked me up, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, beer run. All right, we're back.
2: Yeah, no. Dude, we need to get a good one, man. Freedom. talk, Freedom. But you know what? Talking about uh, birds.
1: Birds. So day,
2: yeah, birds. Birds of all sorts. I mean, are they real? I don't know. Anyways. So I was driving and I saw... I was driving with my daughter. And I saw a truck that said geese control unit i'm like did i read that right like this was like a official truck i'm like is there something i don't know about geese when did geese get out of control
1: (laughs) you know like well yeah you're not allowed to you're not allowed to run them over you can get fucking fined like thousands of dollars, but they'll just really? fucking walk in the road like it ain't shit. So, yeah, so,
2: we... yeah, so I, I was just perplexed. I'm like, is are they being weaponized? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like... Are was they that here weaponized? in town? Yeah, right here by, by the mall at Tomage. Like, Tomage and Monroe. Ain't that some and, shit?
1: That's somebody's but, job. Give me a fucking break.
2: <laughs> but I I had to come home, you know, like, so I got these ideas. I'm like, are they being weaponized? Are they part of like the 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 uh, MK Ultra program? They will be activated, you know, and and fucking come and kill us. They have like weird uh, tongues and mouths. Have you ever seen the inside of like a goose's mouth? It's like serrated. No, no. it's fucking it? weird. Yeah, and so. It was kind of funny. Me and uh, my daughter laughed about it while we were eating. But um, (laughs) so I had to come home and investigate. I had to figure out the truth because I wasn't happy just believing some false thing. You know, I had to I had to see what was happening. So what it is is about like, for example, golf courses. They have a lot of issues with uh, with geese and ducks, which makes sense. Right. Right. Uh, like you said, the roads A lot of businesses who have ponds They have issues with geese and ducks um, And then oftentimes, It's us humans moving into areas Where ducks are very prevalent That are infringing on their territory You know, we're building nice homes Where duck and geese leave, li- live So it kind of makes sense Now that I understand it It makes perfect sense but I was like, "Damn, when did geese get out of control? Like, is there something I don't fucking know? Are they like stabbing people?
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's survival of the fittest.
2: Yeah. So are they gonna win? If uh,
1: let's say they built my house next to a pond where a bunch of d- ducks or geese lived, and then they start coming in my yard." Well, I'm a human being, and you're a fucking goose, so I'm going to fucking kill you. You just came on my <laughs> fucking turf.
2: You just made, gave me dinner.
1: Right. Fuck you, Peter. What, <laughs> what, do, you,
2: what, do, what do you think about, like, saving uh, animal species? Like, in my opinion, like, I'm sorry, like, polar bear, you can't keep up, you know, like, I don't care what animal you are. I think we should take care of each other more, like humans.
1: Yeah, it's the circle of life, man. Not all species are going to fu- yeah. are gonna make it. No. We're not going to make
2: it at some point.
1: Every, right. And there's going to be new species that evolve out of fucking nothing or wherever the shit comes from.
3: Yeah.
1: But anyway, talking about birds, like, like, you remember last week when you were showing that drone's uh, light show or whatever? Yeah. You know what that reminded me of? What? I mean, people people some people think that like there's a lot of birds out there that aren't even real. They think they're like drones and shit. The swarms.
2: Yeah. That fly like in unison.
1: And it reminded me of Revelation. Okay. All right, you you remember when they said we were going to be fighting We're going to be fighting against adversaries that had, like, uh, armor of bronze and shit like that, and they flew? Yeah. That sounds like a drone. So could that be, like, could Revelation be talking about, like, drones and artificial intelligence? Could that be the... All right, I'm going to read it, all right? All right. I'm going to start with Revelation 9:91 9, 9, The fifth angel sounded and I saw a star from the sky which had fallen to the to the earth. The key to the pit of the abyss was given to him. He opened the pit of the abyss and smoke went up out of the pit like the smoke from a burning furnace. The sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke from the pit. Then out of the smoke came forth locusts on the earth and power was given to them as the scorpions of the, it keeps saying erits, I'm saying it's earth. I don't know what the fuck that means. And the serpents of the earth have power. they were then they were told that they should not hurt the grass of the earth neither any green thing neither any tree but only those people who don't have god's seal on their foreheads they were given power not to kill them but to torment them for 5 months their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a person In those days, people will seek death and will in no way find it. They will desire to die, and death will flee from them. The shapes of the locusts were like horses prepared for war. On their heads were something like golden crowns, and their faces were like people's faces. They had hair like women's hair, and their teeth were like those of lions. They had breastplates like the breastplates of iron. The sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots or of many horses rushing to war. I don't know, maybe not.
2: I mean, if, if they didn't know that technology, that is the way they would describe it, I think. Like when you said that, it would sound like... Uh, one of the last lines you said about the sound... Like horses can, and I,
1: chariots of war or something like that?
2: Yeah. Like drones, they make they make a very mean sounding sound. And breastplate
1: pa- <clears throat> breastplates of iron. Yeah. Yeah. So just think about that. And uh in relation That's- to like Project Bluebeam, all right. So let's say they uh you know how they can make so? Like last week, you showed that picture of the dragon. Yep. Let's say they're using these drones to make like uh, Jesus or Muhammad. Yep. So now that's our if we're if we're followers of the real God. Now those are our enemies. You understand? So. <clears throat> that's what i'm saying like they have breastplates of iron they make the sound of uh they make the sounds of uh like chariots i don't know man It just that's just reminding me of that
2: <clears throat> yeah no no it makes 100 percent sense like i think that is gonna be something you know how um like i have a facebook and i upload a lot of family pictures and shit and I probably shouldn't have said that on the air, but who cares? Because it's kind of like out of my hands at the moment and forever, I think. But they're going to use the memories that I'm sharing about my family, about my daughter, her her image. So they can use that and weaponize it against me. Make me believe that she's in danger to do an action. Like, for example, I believe at the moment a scammer can take that information and create, like, an AI video of her, quote, being kidnapped and begging me for money.
1: Oh, yeah. They're already doing that. Yeah. Have you heard of that? Like, people go on Facebook, okay, they'll look for, like, old people, right? And so let's say somebody's grandmother or grandfather posts a picture of their granddaughter... Let's say she's like 18, 20 years old. Yep. And then they go to her page and they see that she's going on vacation to the Caribbean. All right. Let's say she's going to... I don't know. But anyway, somehow they can get their... I think you can get their phone numbers even from Facebook. Or there's a way to get it, but... Yeah. Anyway, so they'll call the grandparent, and it'll be a woman. She'll act like she's crying. Like, I need, I need help. They got me. I need, I need $10,000. So, like, if you're crying, they can't tell if it's really you. You understand? You, you got to so so wire the money. You got to wire the money.
2: I love the sound of a woman when yeah. I hear it. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, man, that's how they get people.
2: Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've heard of that. You know, a couple years ago, not a couple, like really like fucking maybe 15 years ago, I fell for a scam. Oh, yeah. There was a there was a Craigslist ad and they were like asking for like a a a, a co-host. No, a, uh... <laughs>
0: that
2: wasn't that long ago, bro. No, they were looking for a, uh, English tutor. And it was like an international student coming here. And it was their parent asking, you know, can somebody help them? You know, like, we'll
1: pay They're from South America.
2: No, from like Russia and Europe and shit.
1: Well, how the hell would you be able to help them? You don't I speak Russian.
2: Because they knew a little bit of English. And I would just help them progress.
1: Oh. How much were they they, offering?
2: They were offering like $2,500 a month.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. I know. I should have been wiser. But they sent me a check. And I went and I deposited it. And uh, they actually took it. This is a long time ago. Remember, shit wasn't as fast as it is today. But they took it. And then uh, a couple days later they called and said, "Hey, that was a fake check. You might got scammed."
1: So, you did you actually help the people or did you just cash no, it? No,
2: it was all fake. I, they sent me the check. They said deposit it, you know, go ahead and deposit it and you know so that you know we're true. I should have known. I fell for their trap.
1: I mean, what was the point though? What did they benefit from it?
2: That they were securing, you know, somebody to help their kid.
1: Yeah, but they didn't actually. Uh, they didn't actually gain anything from it. Am I yeah, right? I
2: think maybe. Well, I think they were trying to gain like my information.
1: Probably, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's really what I think it is.
1: All right, I got another clip. You ready? I'm ready. This is your boy Jelly Roll.
2: Okay, I think I know where you're coming. All right. Be hearing All also.
5: Right. Uh, forgive me, I'm a little nervous. I'm used to having a rock and roll band behind me when I have a microphone in front of me. Um, during the time that I've been given to share my testimony here, I think it's important to note before I start that in these five minutes I'll be speaking that somebody in the United States will die of a drug overdose, and it is almost a 72% chance that during those five minutes, it will be fentanyl-related. Having started that way, Chairman Brown, Ranking Member Scott, and esteemed committee members, thank you for having me. I know this is a bit of a curveball, but I like a little baseball myself. My name is Jason D4, but to most, I am known as Jelly Roll. I, it is important to establish earlier that I am a musician. Seems
1: a little bit too quiet.
5: I am neither Democrat nor You hear it all right? In fact, because of my past, my right to vote has been restricted. Thus far, I have never paid attention to a political race in my life. Ironically, I think that makes me the perfect person to speak about this because fentanyl transcends partisanship and ideology, gentlemen and women. This is a totally different problem. And I I was speaking outside to the media, and I I gave them a statistic that said 190 people a day overdose and die every single day in the United States of America. That is about a 737 plane. That's what about a 737 aircraft can carry. Could you imagine the national media attention it would get if they were reporting that a plane was (laughs) crashing every single day and killing 190 people? But because it's 190 drug addicts, we don't feel that way because America has been known to bully and shame drug addicts instead of dealing and trying to understand what the actual root of the problem is with that. But the sad news is that that narrative is changing too because the statistics say that in all likelihood, almost every person in this room has lost a friend, family member, or colleague to the disease known as addiction. I've attended more funerals than I care to share with y'all. This committee, I could sit here and cry for days about the caskets I've carried of people I loved dearly, deeply, in my soul, good people. Not just drug addicts, uncles, friends, cousins, normal people. Some people that just got in a car wreck and started taking a pain pill to manage it. One thing led to the other. How fast it spirals out of control, I don't think people truly, truly understand so many people equally i think it's important for me to tell you all that i'm not here to defend the use of illegal drugs and i also understand the paradox of my history as a drug dealer standing in front of this committee but equally i think that's what makes me perfect to talk about this i was a part of the problem i am here now standing as a man that wants to be a part of the solution i brought my community down i hurt people I was the uneducated man in the kitchen playing chemist with drugs I knew absolutely nothing about, just like these drug dealers are doing right now when they're mixing every drug on the market with fentanyl, and they're killing the people we love. I'll be honest with y'all. My desire is to only get older and only do better and be better. I believed when I sold drugs genuinely that selling drugs was a victimless crime. I truly believe that, y'all. My father always told me, what doesn't get you in the wash will get you in the rinse. Now I have a 15-year-old daughter whose mother is a drug addict. Every day I get to look in the eyes of a victim in my household, of the effects of drugs. Every single day. And every single day I have to wonder, me and my wife, if today will be the day that I have to tell my daughter that her mother became a part of the national statistic. History repeats itself, gentlemen. Even in the 1990s, crack cocaine had long made its way into my middle, lower class neighborhood. And at that moment, even as a teenager, you could have never convinced me in that moment that there would be a far bigger problem on the horizon in the form of a pharmaceutical drug. And then I watched opioids and Oxycontin burst onto the scene. I'm here to tell y'all that fentanyl is going to make the Sackler family look like saints. And I want to let y'all sit with that for a second. It is time for us to be proactive and not reactive. We were reactive with crack. We were reactive with opioids. And y'all are taking the first step. It's somebody in Senate finally being proactive. I truly believe in my heart that this bill, that this bill will stop the supply and can help stop the supply of fentanyl. But in part of being proactive, gentlemen and, and women I, and, and ladies, I have to be frank and tell y'all that if we don't talk to the other side of Capitol Hill and stop the demand, we are going to spin our tires in the mud. Y'all are taking the first step, but I encourage you to take it outside of this room, and you take it to your colleagues and your constituents, and you give them the most that you can. I know I've got a few seconds here, and Senator Brown said I may or may not go over. Um, All I want to say is that I not only encourage y'all to do this, I encourage y'all to take it a step further. At every concert I perform, I witness the heartbreaking impact of fentanyl. I see fans grappling with this tragedy in the form of music that they seek solace in music and hope that their experiences won't befall others. They crave reassurance. These are the people I'm here to speak for, y'all. These people crave reassurance that their elected officials actually care more about human life than they do about ideology and partisanship. I stand here as a regular member of society. I am a stupid songwriter, y'all, but I have firsthand witnessed this in a way most people have not. I encourage y'all to not only pass this bill, but I encourage you to bring it up where it matters, at the kitchen table.
1: <clears throat> that's it. What,
2: what do you think about it? What, what's your opinion?
1: Yeah, he's right, man. I kind I of... I got a kid in Florida that's... Uh, She's on drugs and uh, man, it fucking that fentanyl shit scares me to death because they fucking it's so cheap and they cut everything else with it to try to save money. And uh, you know, my daughter, my daughter down there, she don't talk to me much, you know, I think she's ashamed of herself and. That's the way it is when you're when you're an addict, you know what I'm saying? Like she doesn't she don't want really want to talk to me unless she really like is desperate, and needs help, and then she'll get a hold of me. And then I won't hear from her for like a year, or two years or whatever it is. But I mean there there were times, man. I mean it is Florida and it's and it's warm, but they fucking Live in tents and all kinds of shit down there. It's fucked up. It breaks my heart, honestly, but she don't want to, she don't, I got no, I mean, sometimes she'll ask me for a Uber ride, you know what I'm saying, or like uh, to order some pizza and I'll do it every fucking time, but, and then I won't hear from her for like a year or two, man. It's a shame.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, man. I know uh, we've talked about it a couple of times. Um, But something that I guess I value from what you shared with me and what you're saying is kind of something I'm going through with my parents. Uh, They're very disappointed in me. And, (laughs) you know, they want me to do better. And I think... uh, shit's gotta change that's why i'm trying to bring dutch into this fucking picture um but yeah i i I definitely pray for your for your daughter you know and your situation because it is difficult i i saw i like recently i've seen like the the hurt in my parents eyes like they're for the first time kind of like calling me out on shit and uh it sucks like I feel ashamed, just like you said, your your daughter might feel. Yeah. Like I I like for example right now I'm not talking to my dad. I'm about, only talking to my mom
1: about drinking or something else.
2: About I'm trying. I feel like I'm trying to avoid my dad.
1: Yeah.
2: You know about drinking and, or what? Yeah, of course, drinking and other shit. And. Um, it's because i feel shame i feel guilt remorse a lot of things so like i can definitely relate to like both sides of the coin in your situation because i am the problem and i think i i also feel that i could be the solution if i was in your shoes but i don't know if there's anything my parents can do to fucking help me you know nah
1: you're a yeah, grown man it's, it's gotta it's gotta come from within that's right it's got it's you yeah but uh I mean drinking's one thing and you got a roof over your head and you got a family and that reminds me like last week you said you hate me because I said you were drinking is that supposed to be like a secret or what the fuck are we talking about here
2: all right, so I gotta be honest because it's kind of like too late. I'm sure you can hear it in my voice.
1: I just this watched fucking, you take a chug from the 40. This is fucking <laughs> garlic parm. <laughs> right but no I mean so, what the fuck is going down? You didn't tell me shit
2: no I well I mean I'm trying to like I'm trying to like look my best for my daughter's party. So I'm drinking a little bit less. I'm drinking because I need to be up re- really early tomorrow. But I'm drinking a little bit less.
1: Oh, yeah. What time do you got to go in? Like
2: nine.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah.
2: So, yeah. So it ain't bad. This worked out very great. So I appreciate it. Um, if we'd have done it at three in the morning. Right. It would have been difficult. Because then I have to drink more to get back to sleep. Very weird. I'm right, sorry. Right.
1: Yeah. For the listeners, did we talk about this? Uh, we were we were supposed to do another forefathers episode at three o'clock in the morning because I had to watch the Browns uh, get their ass whooped by the Houston Texans. And then Julio texted me during the game and told me that he had to open tomorrow, so. If I sound like I'm a little drunk, maybe I am. I got maybe I got a little bit of leftover from the game, but
2: yeah, he was a true friend, and he got drunk enough to go to bed, take a little nap.
1: I don't jumped. even know if I got a nap. You know when you're, <laughs> you know when you're. I think I might have dozed off a couple times, but I don't think I got a nap. But uh. I know I don't sound as drunk as I did on the fucking on the uh microphone that you had.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, that Jelly Roll clip, that's very interesting. I did I I do love that. I'm glad you brought that up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, where is he from? He's a little bit of a hillbilly. I
2: I do not know. Uh, but like, for example, like I would never do anything snortable. Like I'm at that age where that scares me. Right. You know what I mean? Like,
1: well, it ain't it ain't just the snort shit though. They they mix it into the heroin, which is what my daughter's yeah. on. I mean, they mix it into everything.
2: Yeah. Because it's
1: cheap, cheap. Because it helps them save money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And
2: uh and some people do it out of yeah. just being straight up evil. Some people use it as a, as a marketing. You know like, "Oh my god, that Heron was so good that it made so and so die. I want to try it."
1: Oh god, that's fucking stupid.
2: I know, but, but that's the attic way of of doing things. Right, right. You know, and and it sucks. It sucks. But um <laughs> what were we talking about um that we were talking about Somalia, the Suez Canal, the trade routes. What the hell were we talking about?
1: Uh <laughs> I don't remember. But I did go to oh. Somalia. That uh, I never I thought I told you that before.
2: No. Well tell what were you getting it.
1: at? Did you want to talk about something?
2: Yeah, I was gonna talk about like how how are we in this conflict with Yemen. But tell tell your thing.
1: I went to Somalia in ninety three. Uh and
2: that That's some mean bush, bro.
1: Yeah, but uh that kind of That's one of the things that got me into conspiracy theories. Like uh, when I came back, people would be like, oh, I seen on the news what was going on over there. And they would tell me what the news said. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because <laughs> that ain't even close. Like there's no, there is no fucking government over there. That's why the United States and the United Nations hate Somalia. Because it's all run by warlords. You understand? They have no control over Somalia. They have no control over Yemen. It's just fucking the people are running shit. And yeah, they're bad people. Because it's dog eat dog. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, survival of the fittest. So the the meanest motherfuckers are going to be running shit. That's just the way it goes. But... The United Nations and the United States, they don't like that when they don't have a puppet to con- to control all the shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what's going on.
2: That sounds like a Duffy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Same fucking deal.
2: Yep. What did he know that they didn't want us to know?
1: Uh or what about uh Saddam Hussein? You think he was placed he was placed in charge?
2: Yeah. And then they fucking overthrew him. That's what they do. They like place people in positions and then when they get sick of them or they act against them, they eliminate him.
1: That's why they uh, stuck things up his ass. <laughs> you remember when they overthrew him? Yeah, the 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 fucking angry horde fucking snatched his ass up and started shoving things up his ass. You didn't hear about that?
2: No, I did not. Oh, that'll be, be for exactly. another
1: episode. I'd like to I'd like to uh, investigate the exact things that were stuck up his ass. I don't just want to talk about it because I don't know exactly, but there were things placed up his ass.
2: Well, you will uh, investigate that solo.
1: Yeah. We'll talk about it next week. (laughs) The things that were shoved up Saddam Hussein's ass. Yeah, that'll be the title of the episode. Probably like a broomstick. That reminds me of uh, New York City Cops. And I think it was... uh, Was it a Somalian immigrant? Or... Some kind of immigrant, and they were questioning him, and they stuck uh, a broom handle up his ass while they were trying to interrogate him. That'll be another, ah, you know what, let's just, let's move on.
2: Yeah, you might want to start a new podcast. (laughs) 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 So, so Biden's in trouble for starting like a war with Yemen? I didn't know that something was happening with Yemen. And I really don't know much.
1: You know what? I hate Biden, but he didn't start that. That's been going on for like 20 fucking years. Just like Somalia.
2: Yeah. A lot of this shit is. But it's kind of interesting. I mean, like, there's a lot of... You know, they're kind of like... Prop it up like it's something new. Just like you brought up. But it's not. And then the real reason is really because... The control of the uh, the, the trade routes,
1: right, and like they have, that- they have no control over the, over the people because they don't have a puppet there, and that's what they're trying to achieve. Correct.
2: That's they, what they're starting conflict there.
1: They want to put their own little Z- Zelensky, in Yemen and Somalia, and they haven't been able to accomplish that for like twenty fucking years.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. why uh when you go by somalia when you're when you're on the sea you get pirates and it's really funny that somalia and yemen are straight up at the entrance of what leads to the suez canal right yeah so so it's really about the trade the money the trafficking you know it's it's really money it's not humanitarian. It's not about liberating people. It's not about bringing freedom to people. <laughs>
1: it never is. Never yeah. is. Yeah. No. So,
2: Yeah. So it, it's kind of interesting that we share that.
1: I don't know. How long have we been going? I'm getting sleepy now. I, I, I Normally I, was- I would have got a longer nap.
2: Yeah I know we man. We usually
1: do a forefathers episode.
2: Yeah, but okay, so I think our listeners will will know exactly what we're watching because I'm gonna share this one. <laughs> Hold on. Uh it's one of my favorite favorite clips that really describes uh I think how we how we roll. And you gotta watch it all the way to the end, unfortunately. It's from uh, Reno nine one one.
3: Thank
4: I want
2: you to step, bump, step, bump, bump, step, bump, step, bump, bump. Five, six, seven, eight. Step, bump, <laughs> step, bump, bump, step, bump, step, bump, bump. Pot of array kickball, change, step, clap. Okay. Five, six,
1: seven, eight.
0: You know what would be good is if you hit, kicked, and then you kind of did that and then a barrel turn and then ha! You know <laughs> that was that was good. That would be. That know, was really good. You
1: know good the dancer. listeners can't see no. this, right? No, 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 not a I'm, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> ah! It's a police okay, stop. We a
2: right now. You are
0: ah! going to jail.
2: <laughs> yeah and you kind of ruined the point of the video so he he's uh, he's doing everything in fact this is a shorter clip than the actual clip in the actual clip he actually they ask him to say the alphabet backwards and he does it perfectly and the, and the police is like wow that that was more than I ever expected nobody's ever been able to do that and then they she asked him to do all these fucking dance moves and then surprises her by doing them even better and improving them and so she asks him "Wow, are you a dancer?" And <laughs> he says he says "No, I'm just drunk." And <laughs> they're like they're like "Gotcha." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just a funny clip. I love it, but yeah, I think that's a good sign off.
1: All right then. All right, bro.
2: Yeah, man. Always a good time. Yeah. Love you. Miss you. All
1: right, people. You know the routine. Uh, Got any questions, comments, bitches, gripes, complaints? Message us at conspiracysoldiers at yahoo.com. And uh, you can can, uh, get a hold of us on Instagram at conspiracysoldiers.
2: And if... If you guys want me to do a forefathers episode where I honk an air horn at three in the morning in my house, leave a comment. I will.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'll have to be next week because this, this week was or too fucking early. Fox,
2: or if you want Fox to do it at his house, leave a comment.
1: No, I'm not going to do that. I'll You'd catch hell.
2: Leave a comment.
1: I'll catch hell for that.
2: You got to do it if they comment. If they, if the audience wants it, you got to do it.
1: All right. Are we done? We're done. All right. Conspiracy Soldiers is going dark. Thanks, people. Tell your friends and uh, give us good reviews and all that good shit. Good night.
3: Fox and his friends are not doctors or experts. Do not take these opinions as the gospel. Although
2: they are highly intelligent, sexy, and influential, please
4: think for yourself.
1: I want to thank the girls over at Socially Toxic Podcast for that little disclaimer. Thank you.